What's up, YouTube Nights? Welcome to Lords of the Long Box and Lady of the Long Box to the cover price comic book shakers of the week. I hope you guys are enjoying your week so far. It's been a sweltering one all across the U.S. and I just came from Palm Springs and boy, ain't no, oh, it is absurdly hot. But while you guys are uh, sitting around and congregating, you know, we got to play some freestyle music for you because it's Freestyle Friday, right? Let's get right to it, man. Let's, let's, let's bust out some uh, DJ Freestyle. Apparatus is here. When I rock a rhyme, often eyes are dropping a tear. It's so beautiful, it's America's landscapes when this man makes lyrics like the syrups that you pour upon your pancakes. My mandate is to grip minds like a handshake. Spit Orlando Lakes and go skinny dip with the fan base. Over any damn breakbeat, I hastily make pastries tastier than anything that Wolfgang makes. So take notes out of suckers, I make coats, lump of sum like Bubba Gump fishing on lake boats. I take jokes and turn the comedy into drama. I'm bagging on your mama. I'm Jeffrey Dahmer behind ya. I'm a rhyme writer. Lock, stock, smoking the ganja. Rebuttals, befuddle, leaving a puddle of saliva, sillies. You couldn't handle Randall when I throw my grammar at you. It hit your head and you would think I threw a hammer at you. I point the camera at you like Herb Ritz. Develop it, then use the pictures to pick up bird shits. You're nervous is the impervious wordsmiths. Hanging out in Rafa's new crib come with the verses. Yeah. 
And that's no party to shake a party till you get some Jimmy Woo in there. Uh, we got uh, my man JB back as usual. Otto making his guest appearance. And Laura, first Hi. time on the Shaker Show. Oh, you're right. This is my first one. First, okay, now first appearance, show. right? First appearance. Yay. Yeah, hey, market as a collector's item right there, man. Um, that's right. So, it's um, book market. That's right, boys and girls. So, uh, interesting factoid: both Otto and Laura are, are used to be or in the teaching profession. That's it. That's it. I, I still have. Yeah. I start Monday. Summer's over. My God, that's it. Coming you, to an end. Can I tell uh, high you what the, that you told us, Laura, offline? Yeah, go ahead. Because I found it hard to believe that uh, Laura was a uh, a teacher at twenty years old to high school seniors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. Right. They must have been a hell to deal with, but uh, look at where you are now. Bird City Thank Comics, you got, congratulations, by the way, on the 8 Billion Genies oh, showing up on the Recalled Comics website for rare comics. That is no small feat in itself. Uh, of, of all variants, uh, your book is on there, so congratulations. But Thank you. I, I digress. Everybody knows you can find Laura on Nearing Nirvana and the Ladies of the Long Box every Tuesday at 6 p.m., So, but she was... Uh, Happy to grace us. We had some uh, people that had, that had to bow out, but you're like, you know, Lords and Ladies Long Box. We I'm move on with things. I'm always invite. It's always like, oh, we can't find anybody. Let's ask Laura. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, yeah. we'll have to bump somebody. Then. Laura, sorry, I don't get asked. I just show up. So <laughs> I'm start like, I, wasn't supposed, I wasn't even supposed to be here. I just morphed in here. That's like clerks. I wasn't even supposed to be here. Yeah, like, today's my day off. <laughs> uh, this show is sponsored by our friends over Cover Price. This list comes from our friends at Cover Price, focusing on new sales or the most interesting sales found on their exclusive daily shakers list. So this list changes several times every day. Is make sure you check it out to view some of the hottest trending books on the market. Let's get right to it, boys and girls. This is AKA <clears throat> the Ofer list. Although you may have one or two, hmm. if there's some other ones on there, I definitely proof of life. Uh, like this one. What do we got for the first one? Yeah, I'd need proof of life on this one. First up on the list, we've got 3D Batman, issue number one, originally published in 1953 from DC Comics. While three-dimensional technology has been around since the mid-1800s, 3D Comics became popular in the 1950s with the release of the world's first 3D comic in 1953. Aptly named Three-Dimensional Comics Number 1, by St. John Publishing. The book sold 2.5 million copies at 25 cents a piece when most comics were selling for 10 cents at the time. So, of course, other publishers followed suit with their own versions. Now, 3D comic book creator Joe Kubert and Norman Maurer had spent a hefty amount to patent their exclusive 3D process, but it didn't matter. DC Comics tweaked their system just enough to bypass the patent thereby creating their own 3D process just a few months later. Now, DC first launched their 3D comic line with three-dimensional comics Superman, and shortly after that same year, this issue of 3D Batman. Now, the cover is a redrawing of Detective Comics issue number 231 with an internal story reprinting The Fowls of Fate from Batman issue number 48. Tommy Tomorrow, the interplanetary Aquaman, from Action Comics number 127, and the Robot Robbers from Batman issue number 42. Now, other publishers followed DC's strategy by also creating, creating their own versions of 3D glasses, all without having the license of Kubert and Maurer's method. 
This made a tremendous amount of money for all the various publishers while leading to St. John Publishing, the company that first hired Matt Baker to close its comic company just two years later. Now, this historical comic sold this week for an all-new high of $1,000 for a raw VF copy. Not that bad. Not that bad of a price for an important part of comic history. So, I see Matt's in the live chat. Is this the same Kubert from the Kubert School of Art? Because uh, it's K-U-B-E-R-T. Or as Otto would say, uh, that's right. Bear, bear, bear. I wonder if that's the same Kubert that did the school. But anyway, just look at the 3D glasses, though, dude. How dope are those? Do you remember when those they used to be sweet. like a, one uh, red and one green? Um, I have one 3D comic actually. It's a romance comic um, that a, a dealer just gave me. He goes, I think you'll dig this. I go, okay. And it's a, it's like a 50s style uh, romance comic, but in 3D. And you know, Ooh. I never thought anything of it back then. But you know, nowadays people are crazy for little novelty items like this. So uh, there you go. So 3D Batman issue number one from 1953, a thousand dollars in a raw VF. What do we got next? This is maybe a chance for you to get on the list if you're really maybe. a I, I, Rogues fan, maybe? Yeah, but you'd have to have proof of life on this one, too, because we're going back, man. We're going back to 1944, and uh, we're talking about All-American Comics, number 61. Solomon Grundy, born on a Monday. You know the rest of it. Too many of these words bring back vivid memories of a long, uh, long-time villain, sometimes anti-hero in the DC Universe. Uh, many may remember the characters uh, for his pitched battles with Superman, Batman, across multiple animated series. First appearing uh, in this book as a villain of Green Lantern, Solomon Grundy uh, quickly made a name for himself uh, as an unkillable being who sometimes rivaled Superman in power. His origin not necessarily clear either, uh, as his life before being reanimated has never really been nailed down. Regardless, he's an awesome character. He's a fan favorite of many, uh, leading what's one such fan to lay down a fat stack of cash to acquire the first appearance of a 1.8 CGC topping off at 8,500 bucks. This book rarely comes up for sale, but recent sales, uh, by recent we mean 2021, and before that, 2015, a 3.0 topped out at $7,100. An amazing jump from an amazing character that dates back to the golden age. Uh, while he may be ancient, Solomon Grundy is still popular, appearing in many comic books, animated form, live action in the uh, Arrowverse and Gotham, Here's to many more years of Mr. Grundy right here, man. Look at this. This yeah, is my great. first introduction to Solomon Grundy was uh, the, uh, uh, um, the Super, Super Friends, Friends. right? Yeah. Super Friends, when, yeah. yeah, when it was part of the Legion of Doom, right? Um, you know, that was like my first introduction to a lot of them. There was uh, the seasons before the Super the the, the Twins got in there, really good. Yeah. Um, or and then just what, no love for the it. Twins. Come on, well. No. No. no, so much so that they, <laughs> that show got canceled too, or that no. movie or whatever project got canceled. <laughs> uh, All American Comics issue number sixty one from October tenth, nineteen forty four. That's wow. That's man. Just think in nineteen forty four, they're already on 60, 61 issues. All right, uh, Laura wanted this book specifically because she wanted to talk about Bone. So you got it. <laughs> wow. All right, uh, Bone number two. This is from nineteen ninety one, published by Cartoon Books. Netflix drop from the production schedule was a severe blow to both Bone fans and creator Jeff Smith. Smith was so frustrated with the process that he has sworn off any future content deals. This has left little hope for Bo Bone content in the near future. 
While this would mean the deaths of many optioned independent comics, prices for this beloved series are still hitting new highs. For example, this lesser talked about second issue is just as difficult to find and hit a new high sale this week of $895 for a CGC 9.4. This proves that some comics can eclipse content deals. That's amazing. I mean, if maybe with him swearing off any deal at all made people like, you know, I really want to collect this. I meant uh, the only other th comic I can recall that's, you know, that doesn't want to deal is Saga. Um, Saga, famously, the creator said, um, I think it's Saga, right? The space opera, the comic, the Saga. They, the, I think the creative team famously said, like, uh, the only way we develop our our movie, our comic to a live action, if Wes Anderson did it. And obviously, if you know anything about Wes Anderson, that's not, you know, he doesn't do anything remotely close to it. So that's their way of saying, no, nope, we're never going to do it. And quite frankly, it's for the better, probably. But, uh, but after seeing shows like Sandman and Paper Girls, it's like, you kind of, Things wonder. that used to be undevelopable are developable now. Did I just make yeah. up a word? Well, I did. Okay, I made up a word. <laughs> things that were considered at one point, things that were considered, you know, you couldn't uh, make uh, live action, they're doing it now. And it's kind of amazing. Uh, so bone number two from Cartoon Books from 1991, $8.95 for CDC 9.4. Uh, here's another proof of life book I need. Yeah, this is definitely over. But before I get to this one real quick, Shout out to everybody in the live chat. If you're enjoying tonight's show, please take a moment and hit that thumbs up and shout out to tonight's writers over at Cover Price. You are fantastic. Next up, we've got Dolman, issue number 16, originally published in 1997 from Dolman, Ener Dolman Editorial. Hmm, interesting. Now, this foreign book from Spain is a tough book to find for Adam Hughes fans. In fact, this is one of the hardest ones to find and can easily fetch top dollar like it did this week at $800 for a CGC 8.0. Now, it doesn't hurt that it was also well-timed with a fan-favorite death from Sandman cover. Despite this book's rarity, it actually originated from a much less rare issue of a death gallery that sells for like 8 bucks raw in the same condition. So that's like a much better deal, right? Though having this image on a cover does present quite nicely in a slab. Yeah, so obviously he got his they got their inspiration from the character Death in the comics, who is um, kind of gothic looking, I guess you could say, black hair, white skin. So I can see where they can get the uh, comparisons to that. But, you know, 1997 people, you know, doing homages that's pretty cool man so uh dolman i don't even dolman, uh, dolman? Do you, dolman? i don't know it's, it's spanish so i don't even know if you're saying that right but no for... dolman number 16 from 1997 a cdc 8.0 for 800 dollars. wow that's amazing all right this book i've uh, this book i've known about but i don't know too many people who actually have it though right we've talked about this a few times over uh Eminem, The Punisher, Double XL number one, the Salvador La Roca, not for resale promo. Obviously, somebody resold it. So uh, Eminem is a huge comic fan, has specifically mentioned his love for The Punisher. After a three-year break from music in his uh, 2009 comeback, was celebrated in the hip-hop magazine Double uh, XL with a special Eminem collector's edition. It featured a flip cover with two different images, both featuring Eminem dressed up as The Punisher, and the Inside magazine has a special Eminem Punisher comic uh, and the story titled Eminem slash Punisher Kill You. It's important to note that this is not an insert 
and is printed directly within directly within the magazine while that sold for a notable raw fine copy this week for 311 dollars we wanted to highlight that the even rarer not for resale promotional comic that was printed separately as a stand comic this week a copy um a copy of 1895 dollars for a cgc 9.8 one of only 25 9.8s on the cgc census this is a must-have for an Eminem and Punisher fan. Holy cow. We've been talking about this book for many years on Lords, man. This is a yeah. ghost. I've, I've seen this like once in person. I've seen it I've in my, seen my LCS book. once. Yeah. Um, famously, if you Google it, I, Eminem's like road manager had talked about how big of a, a comic book fan is. And like he has like an amazing fantasy 15. And you think of to us like, you know, a comic book for 10 grand, 20 grand, 30 grand. That's nothing compared if you're a celebrity, right? To, to, yeah. to go in there and drop coin on, you know, what they we considered a holy grail of comic books. But, you know, to have yourself on a comic book? Come on now. That sounds like Tivo on a cover of Dreamwalker. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're nowhere there. Uh-huh. Uh, so, Eminem, Punisher XXL number one. Um, Sabado La Roca, not for resale promo from 2009, so for eight. 1995 and 9.8. Good God. I feel sorry for anyone who's entering the. Okay. This one, if you have it, I will give you Otto's left nut. And he only has. <laughs> so let's not do that. We're but... volunteering Otto's nut for this one. Yeah. Mickey Mouse. Yeah, we don't want to hear that. <laughs> Mickey Mouse book. Uh, let's see here. Bebo and Lang was the publisher back in 1930. Perhaps one of the most recognizable properties in the world. Mickey Mouse is the centerpiece of the Disney empire. This book is an extremely rare piece of Disney history. Originally released and given away at cinemas as a promotional item, the book became so immensely popular that a second printing was released just a few months later. It contains several short stories and original art, as well as a page that can be cut out to play a board game. Additionally, and most importantly, the first printing has the words kill him when singing about a villain. Subsequent printings of this book remove the kill him from the printed lyrics. Disney fans love when the company falls off the friendly, uh, family-friendly track, making those items highly collectible, i.e. Roger Rabbit on Laserdisc due to cut Jessica Rabbit scenes, etc. On August 18th, a huge raw sale brought this book to a brand new high of $3,000. That seems like a steal to me. I'm sorry. What? 1930, right? That is a steal. Three grand? That's ridiculous. I mean, um, apparently, I mean, this is before Steamboat Willie or uh, somebody had told me that Steamboat Willie is actually public domain. So anybody can use it. You know, I don't don't know the veracity or how accurate that is. But um, just like um, Winnie the Pooh is back into the public domain. Um, you know that, right? And they're making a Winnie the Pooh slasher film. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a different, ver- like uh, it has to look different from the Disney version. So if you um, use well, here's Winnie the, the Pooh, thing. you like, can't tell a, a Disney like, story kind of. Multiple, if I was a you studio. Could make I could Winnie the Pooh a slasher now or something, but not, yeah, nothing that's like they don't you know, own, Disney related. Because a lot of making, a lot of Disney stuff wasn't originally Disney stuff, right? Pinocchio was an old, a lot of Hans Christian Anderson stories. A lot of these original stories. No that, yeah, Snow yeah. White. They've been around forever and they were kind of dark. Uh, I mean, if yeah. you 
think about Peter Pan. That wasn't originally Disney. And, you know, the Lost Boys were all dead. I mean, it's kind of crazy. It gets a little it gets a little dark in some places. Uh, speaking of which, go check out the Pinocchio live action trailer. Uh, if it doesn't give you the feels and you're dead inside, I, I say it now. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's going to be released on September 8th uh, and uh, Pinocchio. And it just it gets you right in the feels, man, just like the Dumbo film did. But Mickey Mouse book. First print from Bebo and Lang from 1933 grand. As far as my own a cover price website, there's only two known sales that they I, I could track. Uh, so good luck finding this, man. All right, here's a good chance for you to get on the board, I think. Definitely, because I got one of these. Next up, Miles <laughs> Morales Ultimate Spider-Man issue number one, the second print originally published in 2014. Now, late printings bring up a lot of debate for modern comic collectors. While many traditionalists continue to view them as inferior, many collectors are now aggressively chasing them due to their very small print runs. A CGC 9.8 of Miles Morales Ultimate Spider-Man number one second printing sold this week for a record $1,400. Damn! <laughs> Sorry. Orders for this book were so small that they were not picked up by Comicron. There are currently 42 total graded copies on the CGC census, with 27 of them, one of them's mine, graded at 9.8. Now, the Fiona Staples 1 in 50 variant of this issue is currently Miles Morales' second most expensive book. Selling wow. for nearly $6,000 and 9.8 with 169 total copies on the census. Collectors continue to prove that scarcity is a major driver of where they spend their comic book dollars. So the interesting thing about this one is this is Miles Morales Ultimate Spider-Man. Not to be confused with Ultimate Spider-Man, which was the ultimate version of Spider-Man, which later on became just Ultimate Spider-Man. And then Miles, it's, I'm sorry, but... Either way, Miles Morales is one of the few characters that comes over from the Ultimate Universe into the Marvel 616. And the differences on the multiple printings on this one is at the bottom, uh, the stripe at the bottom where the UPC code is different colors. Um, and that's how you can tell the different print, prints. Yeah. When we go on to the cover price website, I'll try to uh, bring this up. Uh, but yeah, but it's I'm telling you, man, I've been saying ad nauseum when Miles Morales live action, when people see it for, the, for these books are going to go crazy and, and we're um, well and deservedly so acetate free. I might say, oh, uh, what, uh, what, uh, what do we, we got for the close, next one? Man. We were 20 minutes into it without hearing that word. Uh, uh, did I say that? I, I'm sorry. I got to give a special shout out to the acetate covers. There you go. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, so uh, <laughs> uh, we go from uh, Miles Morales, Ultimate Spider-Man, second print, 2014. What do we got? Oh, this is definitely an O4. This is an uh, it, wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a shaker show if we didn't do some type of like EC horror or video game book. Yeah, and this is going to take me an hour to read, so everybody buckle in. All right. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog, number one promo, Sega 1991. Many remember the good old times of yesteryear when fans lined up at midnight to acquire a specific game or receive promo material, promo material for their purchase. At that, um, oh my God, at that experience has faded now from the zeitgeist, I can't even say that word, in favor of digital editions and overwhelming- Zeitgeist. zeitgeist yes, thank you. Overwhelming supply, uh, making midnight releases relatively obsolete. We as a community still have holdovers. Sonic is an iconic character and fans were excited to pick up 
the flagship character of Sega's first uh, outing in the fall of 1991. Some received a special prize with their purchase, which just so happens to be this book that also features the first appearance of Sonic. Not to be confused with issue number one, which is a five and one quarter by seven and one quarter mini comic that was released to drum up interest in the game and character. This book was a freebie, easily identified uh, as it features advertisement at the top of the cover and with much less cover. Uh, it was six and a half by 10 newsprint promotional giveaway with pre-orders from the first Sonic the Hedgehog game. This promo also appeared as an insert in various DC comic books like Justice League Europe 33, Go on eBay right now, <laughs> which has led to a variety of poor condition copies. Well, Sonic is still going strong, and a fan couldn't help but return it to where it all started. A fan with deep pockets uh, dropped a thousand bucks on a CGC 99, and a 9.8 can be had for as little as a hundred. But a 99 for a 30 year old free comic book is just unheard of. Issue no number one still gets most of the love as it is known as the first appearance of Sonic due to having the roughed uh, date of fall and autumn of 1991. And this uh, promotional version having no date, despite the cover price date on both issues matching each other. But one can luckily fan out that there are many different thoughts on the matter and put their money up to prove it. Holy cow. Look at that. That's a lot. When I was, uh, well, I was never really a youth, but in 1991, I was 21, 20, was I was 20. 20, you were 20 like me, 20 years old. Right. But I'm Nintendo was the king, right? You wanted super Nintendo so you could play street fighter and everything. And Sega was like, you know, came in a, at a distant second. Right. Um, and then there was the, the revolution, uh, who can forget the, the, the the commercials that they used to air on TV that they used to go Sega right <laughs> and, you know for those who remember um, and I always talk about this documentary it's like uh, it's about a the, the history of video games and it talks about how that's the guys at Sega in the U S how they kind of had to come in and over try to overtake Nintendo and you know and you know so you know you know and now look at it there's Sonic the Hedgehog movies and apparently. People like them, so you never know, man. So Sonic the Hedgehog number one, a promo issue from nineteen ninety one, sold for thousand dollars for a really, really big Sonic the Hedgehog fan. Um, wow. Okay. Another. This is uh, another great book here. All right, we got Star Wars Legacy number one, volume two. This is a WonderCon Anaheim variant from Dark Horse, published in two thousand thirteen. Uh, for more than 20 years, Dark Horse owned the Star Wars publishing license, which produced classic series such as Knights of the Old Republic, Dark Empire, and X-Wing Rogue Squadron. Unfortunately, when Disney purchased Marvel, the publishing rights reverted back to Marvel in 2014, and all of the stories were deemed non-canon, with the exception of Darth Maul, son of Dothamir. Before Dr. Aphra became a breakout female character on the Star Wars universe, Anya Solo came on the scene in Star Wars Legacy Volume 2 and was a descendant of Han and Leia. Although she is not considered canon at the moment, she is still a fan favorite as evidenced by an enormous sale of a 9.8 on August 19th of this year. Going for, let's see, 1499 for this variant. Could Anya Solo make a comeback with Dark Horse resuming the publishing of Star Wars? Yeah. 
that would be dope. I mean, for the longest time, so when 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 Disney bought Star Wars, they pretty much said All right, everything going forward is considered canon. Everything prior to that is considered uh, what do they call it? Uh, expanded the expanded universe or Legends universe, right? But when Filoni came aboard, he took and blurred those lines and took them totally away by bringing in characters from what we would consider legacy or the extended universe mm-hmm. and bring them into live action, which is kind of uh, heir to the Empire is a perfect example, right? Heir to the Otto, Empire, that's right. Heir, that's to, heir the to the Empire, Empire. right? That's I mean, right. Grand Admiral Thrawn was from yep. Dark Horse. That was a Dark Horse comics book, and he's going to be bearing in the next season of The Mandalorian, or yeah. excuse me, Ahsoka Tano, uh, eventually. I mean, I'm glad I have my 9.8, because I'm holding on that bad boy. As soon as he shows up in his big, blue, big, blue, big, blue, beautiful face, yep. I was thinking. Don't forget, Jesus. double first appearance in that one with Mara Jade, so soon, so. Nope. Yeah, fun fact, uh, If I don't know, King of Golden State is in there, but this is, the, I believe, the second year the WonderCon was in Anaheim. So the first year I was there, and I'm because I had to look on my Facebook page, I posted pictures. I went to WonderCon in 2012, and it was the first year they went there. And it was supposed to be just temporary because WonderCon was used to be a show up in San Francisco. I think at the at the Cow Palace or the Moscone Center, one of the two. And it was getting it had to be remodeled. Cow Palace was dumb. Yeah, so it was it was getting remodeled, so they moved the show down to the Anaheim Convention Center, which is smacking brand new. And prior to that, I'm sorry if I go on a tangent here. There used to be a show called the Anaheim Comic Con, which I went to to uh, to in 2011. So when I went in 2012, I said WonderCon. You know, I said, wow, they moved down here, and then they never moved back to San Francisco. So uh, you know, bad for them, good for us. And and back then, when I went to WonderCon in 2012, it was, it was relatively small. Um, but I mean, how cool is it to get an exclusive like this? I mean, it was so small that I have a picture of. I'm looking at the pictures now. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just some really cool stuff. I think that's when I first met Dustin Wynn too. Uh, was at that show. So, but now. Dude, WonderCon is absolutely bonkers. It's huge. It's a giant, giant show. But I remember it, it in in its infancy for you, for you old school cats out there. So Star Wars Legacy number one, the WonderCon Anaheim variant. And I mean, if you notice, it still says still says WonderCon Anaheim on it. You know, now it just says WonderCon because everybody associates it with it. You know, they don't have to say WonderCon. You know, Anaheim, kind of like Wizard World L.A. or Wizard World Chicago or something like that. But I digress. Let's get on to the next one because it's not about me and my experiences in life, okay? Okay, stop it. All right, uh, this one is cool. What do we got for the last one? All right, the last one on the list, we've got Storm, issue number three, the Stephanie Hans, one in 25 variant, originally published in 2014 from Marvel Comics. Rarity, age, a hot artist, and a popular character are the perfect recipe for a price hike. When a copy hits the aftermarket and finds that right buyer desperate enough to end their search by paying top dollar for one. That's exactly what this hard to find storm variant by Stephanie Hans did this week, selling for a new high sale of $300 raw with an estimated print run of 22,078. This one in 25 shouldn't be as rare as it is. However, copies are scarce supported by four previous sales ranging in price from 90 to 175 dollars this is a fun book to treasure hunt for as copies are out there just sitting in back issue bins waiting for you to pick them up so 
in 2014, we're, we, we, we started coming out of the dark ages of the comics. And when I say that, I mean, you know, from like 2000 to like 2004, 2005, 2007, it was pretty, it was, it was like the comics had really not blown up, you know, movies didn't affect, you know, how people, uh, you know, got comics. And then what changed for me was um, first the walking dead, uh, that series came out yep. and I gobbled it up before because I knew there was a show coming and then the ultimate universe, which kind of reimagined everything. And then that's when I started, you know, collecting again. I, I mean, I've been collecting off and on since I was what in sixth grade. If collecting means stealing comics from 7-Eleven, then I was collecting comics since the sixth grade. <laughs> so uh, it's uh, it's going full blown. And Stephanie Hans is is one of my favorite artists. So, uh, hey, you're better half in here or is that uh, or is that? Uh, no, that's one? Anthony. He wants JB to narrate his life. Nice. <laughs> yeah. hey, he, he do it for you, man. I'm I'm a little offended that I can't do it. I have a I can mine is more sadistic in my voice, but uh so uh that's it, boys and goes, but don't go around away. We're gonna see what's shaking the day. I don't know if you can stick around on that uh around or uh, not, Laura. Do you wanna I'm see what's shaking anywhere. the day? I'm saying all right, here. well, all right, cool. Because right. this is the our best part when I when I do the we'll see, uh, seamless transition. Seamless but the seamless, seamless transition that he's talking to right, right now because he forgot this about was... seamlessly transitioning about 30 seconds ago. Yeah, this, <laughs> but for you guys that are Stephanie Hans fans, this is only four years into when she really started doing books. You got to realize, like, she this was early, early stuff for her, man. So that's pretty wild. Yeah. All right, hold on. Where's the transition? There it is. Uh, hold on a second. If you've been hearing music in the background, yes, I've been playing music. Uh, check this out. And you can still hear us. Good old yards. Um, yeah. By the way, um, this is a little side note. Um, you know, I'm a big DJ fanatic. And I used to be a DJ. And my the cross worlds, the cross worlds of my comic and DJing world came together when I was talking about Cameron Paul. And Cameron Paul was a, fa- was a really famous remixer DJ, passed away uh, from the Bay Area. Um, and he worked at the uh, company called Mix It Productions. And he goes, hey, I heard your Cameron Paul fan. I go, yeah. He goes, I have the entire library. I go, get the fuck out of here, really? Mm-hmm. So he sent it to me. I have every single Mix It record remix that, they, that they've that ever done. For all you DJ yeah. heads out there, probably, and everybody else is like, stop wasting our time, Tim. But focus, anyway. Focus, yeah. Focus. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, let's let's see what's shaking today, boys. He goes, oh, I don't have anything in the top row. I'm very disappointed in myself. Ooh, shut out in the top row. But we got to check out two. some of these comics. Yeah, I want to see the um, world's finest over there next to the okay. hole. See how ridiculous this cover is. <laughs> what are they selling for $100? Oh, that wasn't it. Look at oh, poor Robin. He's like, oh man, you ain't got no weight. And look at look at the look at the look on Superman's <laughs> face. Oh man, that is messed up. Poor Robin. It's just your five. Wow, uh, nine point six sold for fifty seven hundred. Yeah, but look at that from nineteen forty six to have a book around that long. Oh my god! Yes, exactly. it's time machine. Oh, how do you get that? How do you have a nineteen time machine? Book time machine. People out there have a time machine. I'm telling you. The lizard people live among us. Hey, I got one in the second row. Um, this is uh, the auto, the book that Ryan has. Yeah, this Ryan is has the young, yeah. Uh, nothing really kind of jumps out of here. Just well, actually, let me look at this one. This one looks fun. 
Uh, Tales of Sonic number here? 63. Yeah. Oh shit. I feel like popping right now. Um, first full appearance of the, the leader. leader. Yeah, yeah the dude with a big ass head, man. Uh 24.95 before a 9.2 August 24th, 2022. I, I actually just picked this up in a uh, in a small collection that I bought with a bunch of Tales of Astonish. It's just so fun. Really? Read. Yeah, yeah. It gets mm. into the uh, it gets into the his his origin really well. It's a good read. Pretty good book. Mm. I got yeah, a lot of Tales if... to Astonish. I don't think I have anything over a 3.0. I feel like yeah, every no. single Tales to Astonish I have is beat to hell. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you can say it's beat to hell or it's been loved. Been well been loved. loved. Yeah. yeah. Very Feel free well to done. jump in anytime you want, Laura, to see if there's anything that I'm pops. I'm seeing if uh, there's anything that I have so far, but like I'm like, no, no, no. No, no, you get this or something you like. Like, I want to look at this. I don't have this, but this looks dope. Oh, look Ooh, at that yes. cover. This is from Dark Horse. This is Star Wars Jedi versus Sith, the Dynamic Forces variant, limited to 2,500. God, that's a huge print run compared to now. Why is it a key? First appearance of Darth Bane, not in canon, uh-huh. because this is a, a, a um, dynamic for, or is it a Dark Horse Dark comic. Horse. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 1500 for a 9.6. I'm telling you, and Nemesis, Nemesis Prime could I got a few of those. Of course you <laughs> yeah. Did he already of say course. that? I didn't even yeah, look in the live chat. Yeah. You, you know what? Why don't you send some to your friend, man? Jeez. I got this X-Men book. Um, little Rhino. Now let's go back up to that X Men book real quick because I just want to bring this up because when I was growing up, X Men ninety four was the book to have. Giant size X Men was not the book to have when I was. That was the book to have. X Men ninety four was the book to have. Yeah, this is an iconic cover, Um, and I remember getting it signed and by um, Stanley and Chris Claremont and. And Stanley signed in the uh, Blackbird, <laughs> in the Black Jet, so you can barely see oh anything. Oh. Uh, but this is basically the first appearance is really giant size X Men, but then this is the first appearance of the new team in the title. Second appearance is Colossus, Nightcrawler, Storm, Thunderbird, and third appearance Wolverine. Ah. Uh, and then I think Thunderbird died in the next issue, but. Uh, 1250 for an 8.0 but i agree uh, uh um jb this was the book to have you know that was X-Men the book 94. to have growing up it wasn't giant size it was that one well, yeah what were you saying laura i was saying this next row i actually own a couple go down okay oh down here yeah uh so we have guess this one right yeah but Batman i also Adventures. have i have the miller um and that's it on that dark knight returns <laughs> yeah but i didn't zero out which one do you own it says you own one uh, I own this in a oh. 7.5. I have the first appearance of Silver Surfer. Yeah. Let me take a look at this one. I, lo- I love this Justice League cover, by the way. One of my, uh, Crisis what on Earth on One. Here, first Silver Age appearance of Our Man, Dr. Fate, uh, Icicle and Wizard, <laughs> Earth One, first named. 9.75 in an 8.5. That's look a great that. grade at a great price for that book. For That's, a book that came out in 1963, this yeah. looks like it's newer. You know what I mean? It doesn't. It no. doesn't. You know, in the 60, in the in the early 60s, they had a certain aesthetic. I mean, this one, it almost looks like it pushed up to like the late 60s, early 70s. Um, but you know, just classic. You know, Justice League of America logo on it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, oh, there's our Red Hulk. Here's some more Star Wars. Hey, I have two Ultimate Fallouts, non acetate even. It's uh, affordable. It's been coming down in price big time. I mean, yeah, you got to think that book topped out nine point eight at about four grand. 
yeah. during the height here's of the height of the height. Here, now I think here's a book you guys should be looking out for since that they're they're on Netflix. Um, uh, the Netflix guys are all on Disney Plus now. That it's only a matter of time you're going to see Luke Cage, you know, uh, on a uh, MCU proper MCU project, right? Uh, Nine hundred dollars in an eight point oh. Uh, I do you remember when this book when uh, the Luke Cage series first was announced on Netflix? This book was getting fetching big bucks, big big. What's bucks. its all time high? Slide down for its all time high, man. Thirty one grand and nine point eight, two thousand nineteen. Yeah. Oh, yep. Well, it has. I meant the. This is that classic. Uh, what are those called? These uh, Marvel frames. And yeah, Marvel frame covers. The, uh, yeah, but but the edges on it are all black. Yeah, the edges on it are all black, which really makes it a pain. Like the highest grade I had on this was, um, I think a eight point oh, um, and I sold it. Um, but you know, maybe now it's time to uh, reacquire. This is one of my favorite books in my collection that I will probably never sell. This to me, this is a yeah. piece of art, um, right here, Silver Surfer number four. First battle of Silver Surfer versus Thor, classic cover by John Buscema. First interior art by Sal. So a brother's working on it. So a raw, uh, a raw fine comic in the 5.0 to 6.5 range. So for $818. And if you guys see these, this little thing now, it's because um, for these books that are sold in the aftermarket that are raw, uh, Matt and his team do their due diligence to find out, you know, you know what the grade is. If you see, it says no grade, then that just means it's one of those guys that says, I'm not a professional grader. Look at it. Or or they'll say high grade or something like that. And, you know, but you know, other eBay sellers who know what they're doing, they'll be like, this is between a 5.0 or a 6.5 or whatnot, but you know, it's still subjective. Obviously, I know. God damn. 9.8 sold for 90 grand consumer of the uh, data, but there are other other data points besides eBay, so they are yeah. calling that information for, for for that and, for that you know grade yeah. in a raw sale. And now well, there's we're, four we're of them. I can't say who they are, but just you can imagine it. And and it's and it's not whatnot because they can't verify really verify those sales. Uh, and just you know, just think about auction houses stuff like that. I won't say it. I, won't, I don't want to get myself in trouble, but um. God damn, 90 grand and 9.8. Yeah. Wow. And this is a square bound book too, so it's a rough, rough customer. Rough. It's so easy to get a low grade because of us. Still split waiting for my spine. Mephisto to pop. I think everybody's waiting for their Mephisto to pop. <laughs> 55 grand and a 9.8. Holy Jeez. cow. When Mephisto comes, he's going to bring all hell with them. See what I did there? Ah, you know us. We got to bring up these goofy comics. Look at this. Tip top comics, six pages of Tarzan. Ooh. $800 and a CCC 6.5. Oh, wow. I don't see that. 38. Yeah. This is absolutely gorgeous. This is Barry Windsor Smith. Look at oh, the man. look at the art on this. Marvel uh, frame cover. So I have a funny story about this is I bought this at a um, a used uh bookstore. Right. And it, they just had like this little section of comics that were just sitting there. And most of them are just useless. Right. And they're like, ah, a bunch of weird comic titles here, there, and everything. You know, they had a n- nice little run of Conan. So I was like, I got to get this. Look at that. Barry Windsor Smith, man. Oh, so dope, man. Beautiful. Love it. Ghost Rider. Actually, I have two now. I should update it. 
because I posted it for multiple show, comments. Show, show everybody how you how you how easy it is to add to your collection. Hold on, let me go. Actually, remember uh, what grade it's in. Hold on a second, because I posted it on my Instagram. You know the funny thing about Ghost Rider, and um, so I have an 8.0 and I have an 8.5. So let's see the one that I own. Here's a little tutorial for you all. One you own is an 8.5, and okay. I also just require I've now have an 8. Point, what'd I say? Oh, at 8.0. 8. 8. Yeah. So I'm gonna go to collection. I'm gonna say. It's a, it's actually CBCS, my bad. Sorry, but you know, what are you going to do? Um, <laughs> and it's an 8.0. Just click on add and booyah. Now I have two. Ghost Easy Rider. peasy. Easy peasy. Piece of cake. Piece of cake. Yeah. yeah. And his overall value of the collection has already been updated. So I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, I won't show you that, you know. Yeah, don't, don't show off. Ah, got to look at this, man. Is this for Zeta? I think it's for Zeta. Good googly goo. I love uh, I used, there was a time where I was really digging like fantasy art. So Vampirella issue number five from Warren Comics, six hundred and seventy dollars uh in a nine point four. But I mean let's just spend a little time here and just scroll through some of these uh covers and you see uh, you know, everybody always say you like, you know, look at that. Dope. Um people always say, you know, what are you looking for? What are you looking for? Um I have this too, by the way. Um, Look at that! Oh shit! Where? That's a key. Go back. Let me go back to this and add this to my collection since it's not in there. Uh, it's it's raw, seamless. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna yeah I'm a pretty good grader, so I'm gonna say it's a uh, it's an 8.0. Yeah, boom, add it, and then uh, let's go back. This is the only book that I'm really out looking for right now. This classic Vampirella number one. This is the book cook, the book that escapes me. It's my um, my Moby Dick, or is it my whatever, whatever that freaking saying is? The guy Ahab chasing the whale. The white whale. <laughs> You're my white whale. There you That's go. Thank you, man. I was, like, I, was, I was searching for the literary reference, and I was I like, gotcha. where is it? Where is it? Whoa now, look at that. Eh? X-Men. I got my X-Men hot. I had two copies of this and I sold it. Ugh, it sucks. I think I have um, a couple of those actually. Actually, let me see if I can find something that I sold. Um, and it, and you can tell and you can actually on cover price, you can actually say sold and you can actually say how much you sold it for. Yeah. Which is cool. Tim, go to the Teen oh. Titans book. That book is a ghost. That book oh, is yeah. an absolute ghost i think that's early out of yeah adam hughes, hughes. that yeah. was a one in 25 yep adam that hughes one in 25 six hundred dollars and 9.6 that's cheap if you can find it if you can I'll... find it gorgeous artwork when is titans coming back it seems like it's been like forever well they just did it i just did it well i was on the preview before uh game of thrones but that's just what they always do yeah i look at this goofy <laughs> is that pickle man uh, uh wonder man and the invasion from saturn what did you call him pickle man he looks like a giant pickle <laughs> exactly <laughs> probably man it probably is pickle man I, I you know 
you know, because, you know, early Wonder Woman was full of phallic type things. So I wouldn't imagine, you know, a pickle, phallic and uh, everything else. Hey, now, moving up, moving up, moving up in the world. We're just talking about Saga. Oh, Mm, the mole. Yeah. So this is a real one. Ultimate Fallout Spider-Man No More. La Mole. The Mole Con Foil variant. Reprints first appearance of Miles Morales, $504.95. Hey, do not sleep on these Lamoli uh, Con uh, foil variants. I have the first uh, uh, null in a 9.8. Um, so, you know, look out for those. I mean, you know, people side, side, side collecting all the time now, man. You know what? I know what. This is, I didn't even know there was a comic on this or else I would have bought it because there's, gonna, <laughs> uh, there's a new uh, interview with a vampire series that's coming out to streaming. Um, from uh, based on Anne Rice's novel, but I did not know there was a comic book for it. Sure enough, five hundred dollars, nine point eight. I'm telling you, if anything, any show or movie gets developed, look and see if there was a any comic book adaptation to it. I'm, I'm, I guarantee you that you know it's going to be worth Ooh. some coinage. Let me look at this because giant size. That's dope. Giant uh, size werewolf, four seventy and a nine point eight. Good mm. luck getting that a nine point eight with the square bound. Yep. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I love those giant size uh, issues. Of, you know, they don't do them more. Uh, oh, wow, whoa, check out that something is killing the children. I have one of those, baby. Jenny, is this Jenny Frizan? Yep. Jenny Frizan comics and oddities foil virgin limited to only three hundo. Good lord, have mercy. First appearance of Erica Slaughter. This is a perfect dope ass name. 450 in a 9.8. 963 is at the high point. Isn't this being developed, right? I mean, uh, well, I don't think they're going to call it that, but maybe House of Slaughter or something. That was like, <laughs> yeah. Well, House of Slaughter was a follow up, actually. Um, well, I, I just you can't have a show called something. <laughs> that's that's very funny, JB. That was very Why not? <laughs> Come All on. right, one more. Let's look at this goofy book. Web of Spider-Man number 36. First appearance of Tombstone. Tombstone. Uh, I knew it was a minor key. Good old Tombstone. Uh, 450 and a 9.8. Man, this was... These are worthless. You know, I don't want to even Wor- They were worthless, Tivo. Say it. They were worthless. They were, they were the you know, maybe five... Five bucks, ten bucks, but you know, I meant you know the admin of social media and all the, sh- the different sharing services and everything. You know, things are changing. So, uh, boom, right at six fifty-five, man. I hope you guys enjoyed the uh, the Shaker Show. We always learn something. I mean, it's always great to see you know what people are out there collecting, and just it's a good reference to see what people are interested in. You know, and and it's a broad spectrum of stuff that that people go all over across. Um, you know what? I'm going to do one more. Let me go in honor of, um, in honor of Laura. Oh, we're going to look, oh, look at that. We're going to look, look up one more book. book. Oh, are we? Okay. Okay. Well, what book we're going to look up. I wonder. <laughs> we're going to look up your book. Yeah, sorry, I've been the, I'm just listening to you guys talk. You guys are just like something else, man. There's so much information. Sorry, we talk too much. No, in a good way. Like I'm, just, <laughs> I'm thoroughly enjoying it. It's like just hanging out, listening to you guys, especially JB. Okay. So, in <laughs> honor of Laura and Bird City Comics, 
There you go. Let's look look at that. Wow. This is the <laughs> 8 Billion Genies Tris Forstner Bird City Super Mario 3 homage limited to it. only 500. Damn. CDC 9.8 sold for 500 bucks. Damn. Highest known value, $800. Look at that. Congratulations to Bird City, Laura, and your team. Uh, yo, you guys killed it because not a lot of uh, retail you know, variants hit that spot, but you guys got the perfect artist and you guys got the perfect cover, homage, you know, this, oh. that, another. So, it all uh, lined up. Thank you. All the Very stars nice. came together yeah. on I hope you I hope you held I hope you kept some copies for yourself so when the series comes out. Uh, I don't know if you guys can tell. Can you see on the shelf right there that stack? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Those are all That's an investment. Those are mine. I told Anthony, I'm like, I'm not I'm not selling any of those for now. We only had like a couple raws left that we gave to our kids, which I'm debating nice. taking back. Yeah, they are you you a uh, private message about that, Lair, Laura. So uh, you should have never told me that. I am going to make you an offer you can't refuse. But uh, Otto, any last words? No, great hanging out with everybody. I'm glad you let me in tonight, Tim. You know, sometimes I'm just sitting in the back, just waiting, you know, for the doorbell for the door to open. So. <laughs> Great to see everybody, Laura. Great talking to you. JV, as always. Tivo, great to see everybody in the chat. Uh, you guys, head over to Three Men in the Basement. I just dropped a little haul video. I did a little comic book. Mm. Picked up two X-Men keys that I think is a good book you guys should be buying right now. Not telling you what to do with your money. I'm telling you what I do with my money. And uh, just keep watching the channel. We're having a great time with it. So it's always great to hang out with the Lords tonight. Thank you, Otto. JB, any last words? Man, thanks for having me on. Another fantastic show, Laura. You were awesome. Otto, thank you. Um, Check me out on Instagram. I've been actually doing some guest selling on some of these YouTube auctions and crushing it. You don't want to miss what I've been putting up. Just crazy fire. And Laura, any last words? Uh, no, make sure you guys are following Bird City on Instagram. We have two creep shows coming out tomorrow. We have a John Gallagher and an Ivan Tao both launching tomorrow. So yeah, check it out. And thank you for having me. I had a blast. Yeah. I'm going to send you a message about those as well. Uh, and, you know, it, it always looks better when there's four people on screen because it's, Definitely. you know, it's symmetrical, right? It, it, it's symmetrical. It's it's similar. It's happy know, I can fill a frame for you. Yeah. You know, you need to fill the frame, guys, boys and girls. <laughs> good audio, it's good video. Good. People chatting up. That's what have YouTube you channels. You got to remember that. Listen to Lord TiVo. He knows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't want. We don't want to bore you or talk about. And Laura, I when I, I watched your your show uh, yesterday, uh, right after ours, and you were talking about some award thing. Don't even sweat it. Nobody cares. I care. No. I'm so salty. When no, 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 nobody cares. It's those people care, but we we know who we all are, so yep. we don't care. You know right what on, I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. You're in with the cool kids. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, when, I'll take it. It's not the IG family, it's the IG lords and ladies. That's right. So there you go. So hey, uh, enjoy you guys' weekend. We'll see you guys Tuesday for the cover price top 10. Till next time, boys and girls. As I get my thing here, keep digging <laughs> in them long boxes. Peace out.